Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. And with me today is Alex Finn. I've gone full chaos. I'm putting boy band pictures in my Yu-Gi-Oh card sleeves. <laughs> Stace Babcock. What's up, nerds? And Samson Davis. Speaking of cards, I am actively fighting every bone in my body to not be playing Marvel Snap right now, so... Let's get this shit going. <laughs> I don't recommend Marvel Snap, but it's very fun. You should play it, but don't. Mm. It's bad for you. Addictive. It's yeah. yeah. Is there something you do recommend, Samson? I recommend Dice. This is a fast intro. I recommend everyone go to dieharddice.com and pick yourself up a little something. It's been hard. The holidays just passed, and it probably wasn't as relaxing as it should have been, because it never is. You should treat yourself. You should buy yourself something. Go to Die Hard Dice, pick out your favorite set, metallic, acrylic, whatever, whatever strikes your fancy. I imagine they're probably restocked by now, right? Because big holiday rush, and now Mm -hmm. if I was running a business, I would try to restock after the holidays, so there should be good shit up there right now. And when you find (laughs) your good shit, when you go to checkout, use our code Explorers1 and get 10% off your order. You get high-quality dice for a little bit cheaper, and you're helping to support this podcast that's in your ears right now. So it's just an objectively good thing. Just ignore the economy. Please and thank you. Yeah, it was a short intro. I'm trying to get you back to your Marvel snap. Thank you. I am very close <laughs> to breaking 60, and it's it, okay. Is it like Pokemon Go? No, it's a card game, like Hearthstone. By the Hearthstone guy, uh, Ben Broad's lead designer, if anyone, if that means anything to anybody. Like Gwent? I'm going to say yes. If if you if you pick Gwent, yeah, it's like Gwent. That's, I'm, I'm sorry, listeners. Like, that is the closest thing my mind can process right now, like... Is it like the card game in The Witcher? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no. There's that other actual card game that Daniel was playing. Inscription. Like, if you take out the horror aspect, just the card game in that. I don't know. It's got some horror in it. Like, when your opponent doesn't play anything on turn five, gotta run. Gotta run. That Infinite's coming down. Fair. Okay. Don't play Marvel Snap. Don't do it. So, who remembers what happened last time? It was so long ago. Oh, we were reunited reunited and it felt so good right that's right alex (laughs) what else happened so we actually met up with our correct timeline people yes after um it got a little weird from what i remember cha-cha met correct timeline age nix and incorrect timeline age dilly 
And incorrect timeline age, Jilly had robot eyes and was a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. And he turned something on, phrasing, that he regretted. And so... (laughs) Gets lonely in the foundry. (laughs) No judgment. If I remember right, old Jilly killed Aster Doll. Doll Aster. Yeah. And we were all very disappointed, except for Doll Dilly. Yeah. And then somehow we triggered a series of events which called the, not the Time Cops, but like the other Relentless Reaper kind of crew who came in. Oh, they're definitely the Time Cops. It's definitely <laughs> part of the same protectorate that Aster okay, comes from. They're like cousin brothers. Mm-hmm. And they killed old Dilly. And we were kind of like, what the fuck? Yep. But in a pseudo-simultaneous moment, from what I remember, the correct timeline age Dilly was kind of getting his shit rocked yep. by, I think it was Doll Dilly. Old Doll Dilly. Yeah, Old Doll Dilly. And <laughs> Old Nix had her hand almost eaten off by Old Doll Nix. Mm-hmm. And Nix was just kind of okay with that. In a weird way, like, you do you, little doll nicks. Our old selves weren't well, because remember, old yeah. Chacho was being driven by old doll Chacho. Doll Chacho, yeah. That was a weird thing where, like, it, much like in the movie Aliens, old doll Chacha kind of chest burst out of old Chacha, who I guess had been dead for who knows how long, which is kind of like, how did you get the noises to come out of old Chacha, old doll Chacha? Was there, like, a tube that she was blowing into to make noise? (laughs) These are the things I wonder. I mean, we did kind of determine it was a sticky ratatouille situation. Yeah, and I kind of imagine, I'm not sure if anybody else has watched the movie, but Dead Silent, is that the movie? It's about a killer ventriloquist doll where, I don't know, this one old woman, like, spoilers, but this movie's, like, 10 years old. This old woman was a ventriloquist in a town, and as they do, towns are, like, have a misunderstanding and kill an old lady, so she's going to curse her town, and so her ventriloquist dummies are going to come kill you, and she's going to make, like, stuff happen. And it's like that. I'll find the actual name, and Daniel will put it in the show notes, and watch it, and then think back to this episode and the previous episode, and you'll be like, Oh, okay. But anyway, so I think old doll Cha-Cha exploded. Yeah, they all exploded while Dilly was getting his shit beat out of him by his uh, old doll self. Old doll self, yeah. And Mm -hmm. so correct timeline age Dilly was just not having a good time. Mm -hmm. That can be agreed upon. But his sticky self eventually met up with Cha-Cha and Nyx of the correct age. And they were kind of we're just also like, sticky at this yeah, point because old Dilly had been murdered in front of them, and of course, no one can be murdered like neatly in the ninth world that we live in. Maybe in other people's ninth world, but not ours. <laughs> and Nick's fucking took care of that like relentless reaper. I think that's in all the games we played. That's Stace's third relentless reaper kill. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think fourth if you want to count Aster's quasi relentless reaper state at the beginning of the campaign. Yeah. Or near the beginning of the campaign. Mm. He was weaker than he is as a Reaper, though. Yeah, that, that so like three and a half, you want to call it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, after we all met up, we came to negotiations, and Dilly agreed to fix 
Doll Dilly so that he could get the information on how Doll Dilly was built. Doll Aster. Oh, Doll Aster, sorry. Because Doll Dilly was useless in the rebuilding aspect. He tried, but he just... I don't think he tried. I think he just doesn't have thumbs. I imagine his hands are just like Lego hands. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he was like pretending like he was doing it because he couldn't actually do it. And then we went down into the library, mm-hmm. and Dilly just, like, had a mindgasm, and he started learning, and he's like, holy shit, look at all this shit we can do, mm-hmm. and we were going to build something. Yes, I have a uh, wish list I'm going to throw at Dan. Yes. We were all like, okay, we we this is fine. Do it. Make these things. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Chacha and Nix are kind of just sticking around right now. And something happened at the end that got me an XP, and I don't remember what it was. It started with Stace getting the XP, if that's a good help for me. Oh, right. Did her leg fall off? What did she find? I, w- I really skimped on the notes the last session, because I was a little caught up in the moment, so I didn't write anything down. This is what I got. Uh, let's just say she was having something that will help her sympathize with Dilly even more. Did her child come back? And then she rejected him? Did she hear a voice in her head? No, but she felt an itch in her face. Oh, oh that's right. And a pulse in her arm. Mandible. Right. It's been weeks, listeners. It's been so long, and I didn't write anything down. The brain fart <laughs> happened. It happened really hard. Like It was like a max-level brain fart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happening. But also, I can't remember if this happened on the episode, but Dilly's tier six. I did Yay. it. Yeah. Now Dilly can die. <laughs> As you do. So what did you pick for your new abilities? Because at the end of the last episode, you knew what you were getting for your illusion, but you didn't know what your right stuff was going to be. Yes. So now as a tier six right, I have two things. I have one, a something that I guess will come up soon. I don't want to spoil it completely. But my ability that I have is Rapid Builder. When I attempt a crafting task, I can lower the assess difficulty for creating a complex object or structure by three steps. So I'm just even, I have min-maxed myself into the ultimate crafter. Yay. I think even if Dan throws a 30 at me with all the junk I have, I can lower that down to something rollable. Mm-hmm. So. Very cool. Hell yeah. One of us is useful. <laughs> and I imagine on like other tier-ups, this doesn't happen all at once. This is kind of the result of daily just being completely submerged in all the foundries, crafting and Numenera shenanigans. Yeah, for sure. One thing I think makes sense from the timeline is Dilly might be like going back and forth between this library and one of the nearby fabrication rooms, probably quite a bit, mm-hmm. for a lot of these small projects. I did say at the end of the last episode that, you know, Nyx, Cha-Cha woke up. You know, Dilly's been busy, of course, because Dilly feels energized. I mean, this is the mother love. Mm-hmm. Like, the more you work on this, the more you realize that there may not be a practical limit to what you can do. There are so many, like, easy-to-find supplies here that, with the exception of, like, esoteric materials you might need to synthesize elsewhere in the facility, like, you know that you need for the builders. But even that's not insurmountable. Like, for everything else you're doing, like, the supplies you need are only a few minutes' walk away from each other. Yeah, I imagine the hardest part is just figuring out the foundry itself. Like, just, like, what all the labels mean, basically. Yeah. Nick's... You've felt this pressure in your face and this pulse in your arm, and you've called out to the others, and you say, hey guys, we 
And then the next thing you know, you're standing in this massive room with stairways going up and down and all different angles. Like, it's it's not like... Oh, shit. It's not M.C. Escher-like or anything like that, but it's just like a wide... Like, it's a very complex area. And you actually, like, stumble for just a moment. Like, you catch yourself. You don't fall down or anything, but, like, you've clearly, like, landed at a slightly different angle than where you were before. And there is this massive chamber with all these stairways. There is a sort of yellowish light with almost like a green corona slowly pouring down into this chamber from far, far above. And you can see in the distance on some of the staircases what look to be spherical objects rolling up and down the stairs. Is it a smooth roll? Or do they like clang along the gaps in the stairs? Actually, it's a very smooth ride. It's almost like they can ride the railings like the railings are like at just the right spot. In fact, I would say you could probably, when one of them like comes like nearer, but not like all the way to you, you can see that these orbs essentially have like these weird like network of grooves in them that they can use to essentially like use the railings on the staircases like tracks. That's pretty dope. So can Nyx take a moment and use her navigation? probably skill to just observe the layout of the staircases and the movement of the balls. Okay, so since you're doing that, we'll count that as an asset to whenever you want to do a navigation-type role related to what you've gathered here. Okay. Because you're explicitly taking the time to note things. And I don't think you would need to roll to note things. You would just note them. need to put it all together later. So is there any apparent doorway? It's a little hard to tell with all these stairs. I mean, some of the stairs might have doorways at different spots like it seems like they're quite a ways away yeah there's like doors of the walls and things like that you can't tell really like if they're open like when you look behind you where you're standing at sort of the head of one of these staircases you're actually like sort of on this like narrow platform there's a staircase that leads down to a larger platform where there's more staircases leading up but there's no up staircase on the platform you're on right now there's no door behind you either but there are other doors that you can see in various other places here. They're not open doors. You don't know if they're locked or sealed or whatever, but they're structures that definitely look like they're intended to be doorways. Are there walls? Is there a ceiling? Yes. I would say each platform is about five feet wide, and then there's a wall on the alongside of it, so it's almost like you're on a... It's synth, but it's almost like a weird, like, almost mountain face with, like, different ledges. But there, there are those walls. Um, they're relatively slick looking, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're unclimbable. However, like the next level up from you is probably a good 25 feet. Um, you also asked about yeah. ceiling and ceiling is so high up. You can't see it. You can just see this light beaming down from above. Well, Nyx is going to try to head to the light and she will use her grappling hook to climb up to the next level or attempt to do so. So this will be a 15 climbing roll. You'll get an asset because of the grappling hook. And she's trained to climbing. Yep. So that's 12, 9. Basically two free levels of my effort. Mm-hmm. 19 or 61. <laughs> Probably not 61. Probably not 61. Probably not. Unless there were two dice involved. Okay. So you're definitely going to be able to climb this ledge to the next level up. What would you propose as a minor effect? Oof, for climbing. 
I suppose if she has a moment while it's climbing or like almost gets hit by a rock or something, she could have an asset to evading that or recovering from that. That's not going to be an issue here. There's nothing falling down, so I don't want you to waste your asset or your minor effect, rather. Can I keep it in my pocket? Yeah, that's fine. Here's another question for you. It's a long ways back, but you still also had a major effect that you handed back to younger Ness. Oh, shit. And I would prefer to clear that debt now before we go. So that major effect was related (laughs) to the void and all that jazz. Which is not present here that you've seen. But at this point, I don't think it has to be related to the void. I just don't want to cheat you out of your nat 20. Yeah, who among us hasn't forgotten a major effect? Never. I've never forgotten. I held on to one for like two years. That's true. (laughs) So, proposed major effects... I would like Nyx to use two of her grappling hooks and just, like, swing her way back and forth up the sides Spidey-Man style. Okay. I would say if you choose to do it that way, you could easily, with this same roll, essentially get up another 40 feet beyond where you're going to the next ledge up, if that's what you Hell want. yeah, Spidey style. Okay. So you Spidey style up there and you reach a ledge. It's got a staircase going down and a staircase going up. One of the orbs does turn in its path and starts moving towards your ledge. Like it hits like a, a fork or it... Yeah, it hits a fork like it makes a decision point at a particular ledge and seems to like... Like it seemed like according to the pattern that you took the time to observe earlier like it would have been going somewhere else but it clearly has sort of like shifted direction you think in response to you going okay. somewhere else. I think that for that I would like to use my minor effect from earlier now to... For a jumping roll, so then she could jump out of the way and then throw her grappling hook. So like an asset to that. Okay. I think you're gonna you can actually hold on to that if you want, because the orb is going to come up and it's going to stop in front of you. Oh really? And there is a weird sort of almost booming voice, very low coming out of it, which is why it sounds like it's booming. There's no echo in here or anything like that. It's just a very low, powerful voice. And it says Please remain calm. Quarantine procedures in progress. Oh, hell no. (laughs) And Dilly and Cha-Cha, you hear Nick say from behind you, Hey, hey, you guys. What? And then silence. Yeah? Yeah, Dilly looks up, turns. What's up? Cha-Cha also turns around. Nix is not there. (sighs) Oh, did it eat her? What? Do you think she got eaten? Um, I, I don't know. I... Chacha, do you see anything? Is there any, like, extra-dimensional residue anywhere? So when you say that, you hear Aster say, and it's like he's breaking up. It's like, something wrong. Uh, okay. Can't, can't, system, diagnose, and then silence. Does Dilly feel anything like physical pain, like a headache, migraine, anything like that? Mm-mm. Chacha? Yeah? I lost contact with Aster. Like, Is I, it because you were kind of distant as a father? I... I I'm not a father. It's roommates, if anything. But no, like, he's not, like, this. he's not pouting. He's not being quiet. He's just... Not there, or... Yeah, like, he's got cut off somehow, but I feel fine, I think. Shit. Uh... Uh... And you don't see anything? Um... So, for Cha-Cha, I think you would see some extra-dimensional energy over from the direction of where Nix's voice came from. But it's not something you necessarily recognize. It does have some greenish hue, at least to your perception of the energy. It reminds you a little bit of the 
void energy that Doc Taraz was using, except this feels like somewhat out of phase almost. It's not like the void storms or anything like that. I think this place has like some weird maybe interference energy. You know, remember that time we blew up part of the city? Shermont, right? That was Shermont. I think. Have we blown up multiple cities at this point, Dilly? <laughs> Samson is remembering across multiple timelines cities we've blown up. I think this was only we only did it once in Shermont, and that that wasn't even us. That was. <laughs> well, okay, I. Was this after the vault uh, yeah. from the handlers, or this was after... Did we blow up the city when we... Yeah. ...escaped out of Dr. Oz's basement? We melted a couple people, yeah. Did we do it twice? I think you blew up two parts of Sherman, essentially. <laughs> it all blends together. I mean... All right, so, yeah, which one are you talking about? Uh, Dr. Oz or... Are we the problem? <sighs> Cha-cha. We're the drama. We're absolutely the drama. Okay, fair. But, um, it's kind of like that energy we used to charge the battery. Okay, the Void... Yeah, the Void Storm, that was... Mm-hmm. That was after the Handlers. That's how, That was after Atalia left. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because then we went and found Dr. Oz's basement, because we had the battery. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. It's all coming back to me. We're all connecting it. Can you believe it was only three months ago? Oh, my God. Two months ago. I don't know. But, uh, sorry, you said, you're saying that this might be the same void energy? Yeah, it, it is, and I think that's, it's kind of interfering with everything. Hey. Uh, Rim, hear me. Yes, yes, I hear, barely, broken up. You're breaking up with him? I, bro, bro, broken up. Uh, yes. You, you go first. <laughs> Your voice is broken. Oh, I guess I can, I can, I can try. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's okay. You first. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Dilly jumps out of the story and flicks Dan in the nose. <laughs> I can hear you, but you're breaking up. Uh, interference. Okay. Uh, do your best. I don't know what I'm saying. All right, maybe I can find something in the library to, like, uh, strengthen... The signal? Maybe detect a signal. Maybe we should see what we're, what's interfering first. And Dilly will go to the console that had the library and try to find mm-hmm. some sort of signal detecting device, if that's around. Yeah, I mean, you find a plan for a couple different modes of detection. It depends on what you're looking for. Is there a specific type of signal you wanted to detect? Dilly is looking for something that... I guess can multi-channel. One of the options is extra-dimensional. The other option is mundane, terrestrial, however the terminology for the 3D time-space that Dilly can perceive in. Right. Those are very broad categories. Are they? Okay. Um, then, yeah, I think I think Dilly is trying to go as broad as he can, because if it's extra-dimensional, he doesn't really know what range and what axes he needs to look in. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so you'll find plenty of different plans for that. So I'll tell you, at the default level, what you know without even checking is that whatever these ranges are describing are weird. That's the answer for them. That's how you describe them. They're just weird. If you want to, you could give me some sort of intellect-based role, probably understanding Numenera. Mm -hmm. Or if you had something else that's more specific to those 
things. It's probably like a 15. For Okay, yeah, I'm going to do understanding. Okay, and it is cognitive. Uh, so it's an 18, 15, 12, 9. <sighs> and Dilly didn't get his 10 hours in, so... <laughs> like me. Dilly was very excited. Now he's running on fumes again. All right, I'm going to try a roll of 9 straight. Seven. He's still stuck on the Uberman sleeping schedule. It's <laughs> like whenever you look at him when he's not doing that, he's like guzzling bone broth in the corner. <laughs> these influencers lied to me. I rolled a seven. It's not working. Okay. So these ranges that they're describing are definitely weird. Some of them you do get the sense for is that there is a warning about some of the ranges. Mm hmm. The details of the warning are not 100% clear, but they appear to, at some point, indicate in these notes, in these, like, because these are sort of informal warnings about these ranges, and under one of them you see somebody is essentially put down, not in the truth, not in the language that you speak, but one that you've learned to recognize looking through ancient plans as something that says sentient, and it's underlined twice as sort of like to warn about it. Hey, Chacha, can you come here and look at this? I mean, yeah, but doesn't mean anything will happen. No, I know, I know. I just, um, I can't fully understand what's happening with the signals that I'm seeing, but what I'm 99% sure of is that something is, something sentient is involved, and I don't know if it's the signal itself, or if it's em- some sentient entity is, like, emanating the signal, and that has me worried that Buddy Cop might be around, for whatever that means. So, um... Chacha, you can see things other people can't. Can you, like, tune your senses to these energies, these signals? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Is that, is, is, can you? We'll, we'll try. I mean, why not? be weird if I just said no. I, honestly, weird doesn't exist anymore. Now it's just the next day. These are valid points. Um, Chacha's gonna see. She's gonna see if she can tune her vision to these specific frequencies. Okay, so... This is going to be intellect-based, and I think you're going to have an automatic asset because you already see beyond. Mm-hmm. Dilly, I'm assuming, is helping you with this, so he's probably trying to explain at least what he understands of these frequencies. Yeah, trying to use as much natural language as possible, just because I assume Chacha wouldn't take an academic description of anything. It is, except for the extra-dimensional stuff. Like, that's, that's her, like, default family. But has she studied it? Like, has she, like... Because I'm, I'm not saying she doesn't know a lot about it. I, she absolutely does, but I'm saying, like... She learned it from the streets. Yeah, so she might just, like, call it goodles or something like that. Or, yeah. So I'll give you another asset, Cha-Cha. Okay, so that brings it... With those two assets, that brings it down to a 12. Oh. I was going to roll a straight. Fuck it. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You don't have free effort you can apply to it? Oh, wait. Yeah, I do. So that brings it down to a 9. I got an 18. It looks more like a rune than an 18. I know. <laughs> and it's what so a, beautiful, but this is a mistake. And what a beautiful rune it is. Die Hard Dice. Die Hard Explorers wanted to check out. So, Cha-Cha, that particular signal that Dilly points out to you, you see it is similar in shade to the void energy, but it's not quite the same. It's sort of distilled. It's sort of controlled. You can see it kind of hovering over one corner of the room and it seems to be absorbing a small stream of information from 
another corner of the room. Like you can almost imagine like a small trail of light connecting to it. And the thing that you're seeing in the corner that that trail of light is feeding into, even though it doesn't have a human form, you get the feeling like it turns its head and makes eye contact with you. And whatever it is, it seems to stand up straighter. Chacha's going to very rudely point at it and kind of explain everything to Dilly. Like, so this is the source of everything. The signal. Okay. And she's just pointing like in the body snatchers. (laughs) I can't do this. Okay, I'm going to try something. Dilly's going to pull out the summoning cube and... If I remember right, how it works is that Dilly looks through it and, like, if this was in combat, one action to look through it and find an entity to summon, and then the second action to, like, pull it through. And to be clear, that entity that you summon will be random, and it will be not from the same place where you are. Okay. Can I, with Chacha's help, can I kind of bend the use of the summoning cube to, like, look through the cube at this creature? I think that would require modification of the device. So I think that would be like a crafting process that you would go through. Dan, it's so good. I'm really good at crafting right now. Yes, so good. I know. There's no doubt that you can do it, but this is not like a two-minute project. God. Okay. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna try this. Cha-Cha, keep an eye on it. See if it like... The figure takes a step towards Cha-Cha. All right, Dilly continues... Uh, keep an eye on it. I'm going to see if I can rig this up so we can, like, look at it and talk to it. Tell me if it starts doing some wacky shit or if it leaves the room or whatever. And Dilly will at least start this process. Okay. It's probably at least 45 minutes if you're going to try to make this modification. Yeah. Why? Why are there quarantine procedures in progress? Fine, Orb. You have an external entity infection. You must be quarantined away from other entities until infection is either runs its course or is dealt with. Oh, shit, yeah. Actually, uh, it does need to be dealt with. Like, do you know, do you have, like, any machines or, like, people around who could uh, help me with this? I would prefer not to turn into a mandible monster and die. Analysis in progress. Of my words or of the answer? Of your infection. Oh, all right, yeah, cool. Awaiting full host of available treatments. However, immediate treatment that is available is euthanasia. No, no, I... Would you like to wait for more? Yes, I would love to wait. There is a 40% chance that euthanasia would successfully resolve the problem. Oh, yeah, no, but I I want to stay alive if possible. Only 40%? Yeah, that's kind of low. I don't want to be a a Nyx-mandible zombie either so noted please stand by and from this figure starts emitting the most boring inane repetitive melody of music you've ever heard and every time you think you're just about to sort of get the loop of when the song will restart this orb emits another sound that says please stand by analysis in progress Nyx starts doing aggressive pull-ups off the banister. She's like, okay, <laughs> r- risking her life in this manner to uh, <laughs> distract herself from this. Daniel, are you in my nightmares? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Cha-Cha, this figure takes another step at you. 
Um, it is approaching, Dilly, so... Approaching? Like, menacingly? Seductively? Uh, casually? Like, what? What's the vibe? He doesn't. Mm. We could divide check. <laughs> we could do this vibe check. So, it's it's definitely social. I feel like I'm hindered by pointing at it very rudely. <laughs> I think one thing that cancels out that hindrance is that you're not unused to dealing with strange extra-dimensional entities. Like, whatever this is, is not the same thing that you think of as the horrors. It's something different altogether. But I think that kind of cancels out the the pointing, the sort of rudeness there. This thing almost seems like what you're looking at is like a spectrum of energy, and somehow that spectrum is what's staring back at you and coming in your direction. So I think this is probably going to be a 21 to get a vibe check. Or rather, a 21 to get an accurate vibe check, let's put it that way. And then it would be intelligence, so I'd get a free level of effort. Yep, that would bring it down to an 18. Mm. We should use our pools for this. So I'm going to use two levels. Yeah, two levels. Sorry, math is hard. Raising. So that'd be a 12? I got a 16. It's not friendly. Um, God damn it. I mean, it's curious, but it you don't get the impression that it's, as it's approaching you, that it is any sort of, like, I'm going to make friends so much as I'm going to do something for this thing that I don't want here right now. Uh, it's not exactly hostile, but it is trying to maybe make us leave. Is this security? Is this, like, the bouncer? Are we getting kicked out? Um, I think it's more like... You know when you're wandering around and you go into a room and it's like, oh, this is an occupied room. And the person kind of approaches you like, what are you doing here? This is is my room. I'm going to kind of show you that it's my room. Like maybe I'll let you stay. Maybe you won't stay. And maybe that stay will be pleasant or maybe it won't. Uh, Okay. Can you uh, talk? Can you talk to it? Can you speak in multidimension? Am I like two minutes into this summoning cube project? Let's say about five minutes. Uh, I mean, can Chacha talk in multi-dimensions? Is it approaching quickly? Is Can you, like, just distract it around the room? It is. Sh- should we move? Mm. Should I move? Uh, it doesn't have, like, a traditional body, so Chacha, you're sort of interpreting this a little bit, but you feel like it's starting to reach for you. And as I said before, it's not friendly. Damn. Can Chacha, like, hit it with a mental onslaught? Sure, she could try to do that. But, like, we're aiming for, like, a like slap the hand kind of mental onslaught, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, when a kid's trying to grab something, like the stove, and you're like, no. Hot hands, hot hands, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that'd be a 21. I like how I said, like, grab a stove. <laughs> I didn't used to be a teacher, no. And it's going to be intelligence, so I'm going to use... That's a three, three level, so it brings it down to an 18... And I'm going to use two more levels of effort. Brings it down to a 12. Yep. I got a 13. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You hit it with the mental onslaught. And again, it's not like a body. It's like somehow you're interpreting what you're seeing. Because really what you're looking at is a spectrum of energy. But you get the feeling like it rears back in pain. And then it almost ripples in a strange way that you seem to interpret as like the visualization of a growl. Oh, I may have made the wrong move. Well, shit. All right. I'm just saying, like, I I slapped it and it seems to be angrier. What happens if you tackle it? Like, 
Can it interfere with us at all? Like, in any way that we give a shit about? I'm assuming it could try and absorb us. Ooh, or uncontrollable mutations. Holy shit, can you mutate light? You do notice that there, that line of light, that trail that was leading to it from some other part of the room, seems to be thickening and increasing in intensity. I think it's drawing more power to itself. So whatever you're doing, you should either hurry up or we need to figure out a plan. I, well, I can't do this in 30 seconds, so can you tell where it's drawing power from? Yeah, and Chacha, like, kind of, like, traces the line with her, like, other hand and kind of points out to where it's coming from. Okay. Dull Chacha sets off in that direction. All right. From last episode, Dilly has a map of the foundry, so that is with us as... All right, let's go try to cut it off from its source, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. We do that. And they do it. And we don't get lost. Okay. Yes, because we have a map. Okay. I think you guys follow with Chacha's perceptions you guys are able to follow the light trail through all these shelves so you're farther and farther back in the stacks and you reach a spot and there's this like dark cube there there's like two cubes essentially sitting next to each other there's a dark cube that has this light trailing out of it the other cube that's sitting there is sort of a it's got this look like it's it's sort of like a pale gray, but it's got a patina of, like, smudged light green around the edges. Does Dilly see the light on these cubes, or...? He can see that the one that Chacha is thinking of is dark, where the her light trail's coming out, where she would indicate it's coming out, and where Dol Chacha is currently, like, staring it down. That one has some light lit up. It's sort of like, like, it's almost like Art Deco carvings across it that are lit up okay with some like pale blue light the light trail that leads out of it to wherever this thing is is more greenish but um you can at least see this light blue light of this being activated the other one isn't lit up at all it looks like a flat cube with these like weird like almost like light green smears around some of the corners okay uh, is our f- friend following us close by Tata turns around are they? Yes. Fuck. Yes. Uh, um, can you distract, or do you want to figure out what the hell these are? And the, uh, well, I can't really. I don't have anything extra dimensional fuckery, and I can't see it. You, you distract. I'll try to figure this shit out. Sorry, I should have said there is a button on each of the cubes. Batcha pushes the button. Why don't we? Can- <laughs> on which cube? On the one the strings connected to. Okay, there is that same, like, visual rumble of a growl, and then all of a sudden, it's almost like all the energy in that frequency gets pulled back into that dark cube. And that dark cube, like, it comes in, the lights off it go off, and then it's almost like a magnetic snapping motion where it snaps together with that light gray cube. And the its top button begins blinking, but not before the gray starts turning more of a solid but light green what did you do i pushed the button hey and then what what happened what happened that's to it so our guy's still here with us chacha turns around again the other guy's gone he's gone okay should i push it again well no 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 you have to have a rule that we at least know what the button does before we push it well that's your job i i was about to do my job and then you I mean, and then you did your job <laughs> 
It's still hilarious to me that it's Dilly's job, but Cha-Cha's better at it, actually. <laughs> I think, it, again, it's like Cha-Cha can figure it out, but she's going to explain it in a very natural way that makes sense to her, and she's right. But Dilly can figure out a way that could actually like explain it to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like Cha-Cha interpretation. <sighs> that needs to be its own mm-hmm. skill. That, that's what we need yeah. next for. Yeah. So... You're trying to figure out what the button does. Are you pressing a button or are you, what are you doing? Dilly is going to pull out his understanding Numenera book, sit Cha-Cha Ooh. down. All right, we're going to figure out what the fuck is going on here and okay. try to figure out what these boxes do. Are they Pokeballs? Are they doors? Cha-Cha's assisting. Okay. Which cube do you want to start with? Probably the one Cha-Cha hit the button on. Okay. So that one is going to be... And 18 understanding Numenera. And Chacha's giving help. Mm-hmm. 18. Is this cognitive? Yes. Yeah, all right. So that cancels out to an 18. I got the book. 15. 12, 9. I'm trained myself, so it's 6. 16. Okay. This cube was intended to both project information, but it was using that spectrum of energy, like, you get the impression that whatever that being was, like it, well, it wasn't a being, it was a spectrum of energy that, for whatever reason, is sentient. So it has its own life and existence as far as it's concerned, but it's only there as long as something is emitting that frequency. Mm. And it essentially appeared to have been functioning like a net to collect other energy. And this is a essentially a battery and it is connected to this synth cube. You don't know what this other cube does yet, but you get the feeling that this is essentially like, this is a docked charger for that device. Okay. And are they like on some sort of platform apparatus thing? Or are they just like... Yeah, yeah. But it looks like it's improvised to a certain extent. Like it's not supposed to be part of the library, but somebody else who knows how long ago may have tried to build their own thing here in this section of it. Mm -hmm. And it's a little weird because your experience with the library is that if you need to get something, you ask for it and it moves the library around you to accommodate. So the fact that like somebody decided to choose to walk back along the stacks instead of just being able to ask for whatever they wanted is a little odd. Okay. So question, I thought the library was kind of like, a virtual thing, or was it more like a kind of dimensional space inside of whatever workroom that we were in last time that opens up whenever we go to the console? I think the experience is probably the same either way, but now that you've actually like been running around in here, mm-hmm. it occurs to you that maybe this isn't just a simulation that it's summoning. Okay. <laughs> uh, then I guess we go on to the second cube figure out what's what's happened okay the second cube which by the way like it's it's got that light green and starting to develop a few bands of deeper green sort of in that same sort of like art deco angles but they're not like completely filled in yet it's almost like watching a picture develop right and i think without even without any rules or anything like you could sort of treat that as like thinking like oh this is like this is almost like the battery indicator of, like, how charged up it is. Yeah, so the first cube, like, grabs the energy from somewhere, and then when that shuts off, the energy from the first cube goes into the second cube, and that's what we're seeing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This second cube 
your initial reaction is this could be some sort of like protective weapon or this could be something more active and I think what you figure out will be dependent on what you roll if you figure out the right thing so this will be a 24 to start with last one started at 18 correct yes so then this would with all the junk end up at a 12 this time does that sound right until it's going to need a nap after this one. Two more levels of effort to bring it to a six. And I have one intellect point left. So come on, big money. Twelve. It looks like it could be like a bomb. Oh, fuck. Okay. Like intended to stop atemporal entities. Like that's that, that was your initial conclusion. Mm-hmm. But then as you look deeper, there was something more subtle to it. And you get the feeling it doesn't necessarily work 100% correctly, but it seemed to be a way of extending life. Like, essentially putting a like a bubble of whatever you want to call it, like anti-time or whatever kind of like bullshit sci-fi thing you've heard of on like a TV series before. But, like, again, it sounds ridiculous because it's totally outside of normal understanding but this thing is some sort of theoretical construct to essentially stop or manipulate the flow of time around somebody with the intention of extending their life okay and as the design begins to fill in chacha you get the weirdest feeling that you've seen something like this before oh just in its physical appearance now that it's fully charged Remember that cube, remember? Remember when we had a cube? Uh, we've had a lot of cubes. I have a cube right now. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, back when we were traveling and we were at that, um, graveyard in the city. Yeah? The graveyard in the the city? The graveyard in... Was it pre or post tunnel? It's actually more recent than that, Cha-Cha. You saw a reverberated arm impale it as it was getting pushed out of Dilly's chest <gasps> by that same oh, oh. Wait, this is a different cube. Um, hey, um, um, Dilly, I'm sorry to tell you this, but when you died, this was in you. What? I? Oh, not me. Other me. Old me. Right. Okay. It was inside you all along. Okay. Okay. Is this the thing I turned on that I was sorry about? Probably. I think this has to do with the Reapers killing you, yeah. Okay. But, like, you didn't turn it on, so... I think it's probably a good idea if we have this, because, okay... Do I need to put it in your chest? No, hold on. Wouldn't it be fun if Buddy Cop got his hands on this and tried to use it, and in doing so, called a bunch of Reapers upon himself? And then that's those guys doing the work for us or at least weakening him drastically oh fair fair yeah alright okay uh, let's just pick this up I guess and Dilly I, how big is this cube bigger than you would comfortably put in a pocket but not like it's not like so huge you couldn't put it in a bag alright so like 8 inches on a side roughly yeah alright All right. Um, I will take this is this an artifact for purposes of character sheet. Yeah, yeah. And it depletes a 1d3. Oh, <laughs> it's multiple use, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Time 
bomb bubble bomb. All right, Dilly takes it off of its improvised platform, stores it mm-hmm. safely in his bag, and then, Chacha, do you mind if I go to sleep for ten hours? Because I'm quite out of it. I know we still need to find Nyx. In fact, oh shit. <laughs> well, one thing, Aster, are you? Can you hear me? Are you still breaking up? Uh, uh, I hear yeah, you. Oh, you talk. Hold on. Maybe we should get away from uh, this charging cube. Go back to the workshop, and we do that. Go back to the workshop, get away from the charging cube, and Dilly will still try Aster. Okay. Okay. Hear me? Uh, a little, a little bit. Maybe better. Can you hear me? Good. Better. Yeah. Better. Better? Okay. Hi. Hi. Were you somewhere else, or just? So what? Uh, no, you go first. I. Okay. I'm. <laughs> get out of here, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Flick you again. Uh, so, yeah. So, did you? Were you like pulled away? Were you like blocked off? What? Oh my god! <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me? You? Can you hear me? <laughs> Amazing! I love it. Daily like wanders around, just doing the fucking early two thousands Verizon thing. Like, can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear yeah. me now? Charges his watch. Wait, I'll. Try it. Overlay. And you, for a moment, Dilly, you see, like, just static in your vision, and then it fades away. And it's a... Ah, stop. Just share my screen. (laughs) 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 I... I'll try something. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to sleep soon, so be aware of that. I don't know if he heard me. I, I can't tell. Um, yeah, Cha-Cha, I need to... I am tapped. I'm very excited to do all this good stuff. I have a whole list of things I'm going to work on, but I need to sleep badly. Are you going to be good? We'll tag team it. It's fine. Wait, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Cha-Cha, your dolls are, like, meanwhile, like, sort of slowly, like, skipping around you in a circle. Yeah, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Awesome. The Dilly doll waves at Dilly and goes, I love you, and then starts skipping. Hi, terrifying. Um, Make sure that one, and Dilly points to Dilly doll, make sure that one doesn't get too curious about the tools and stuff. And what could he do? I... Like, literally what? That's... I don't know. That's why you should keep an eye on that one. The Astro doll falls over. That one will be fine. Wait, is it moving? It falls over. It isn't moving. Like, occasionally a limb twitches a little bit, but it otherwise just seems... Like, it's, it's not doing anything besides occasionally twitching. When I sleep, you can fix him. Oh, hold on. Dilly picks up the Aster doll. Aster? Speaking to both the doll and actual Aster. The doll does not react. But better now? No. All right. Keep working. Yeah, I'll work on it when I wake up later, maybe. I'll put him on the list. I'll promise you that. Dilly will go to sleep, curl up in a pile of... Okay. Styrofoam. I don't know. I feel like there'd be like installation somewhere that could make a nice bed. I set the Astro doll down on the table, <laughs> and then I say to the Dilly doll, "Hands off, hands to yourself. Stay with the others." I love you. Uh, okay. Good night. Hey, Dilly, you're gonna get your ten hours of sleep. Yes. Chacha, what do you do with the dolls during those ten hours? Practicing like games together. You know mm-hmm. those clapping games kids have. We're doing those. We're learning circus tricks. Mm-hmm. She's, like, working on their repertoire. And then when she's, okay. like, sure Dilly's asleep, she's teaching them to juggle. <laughs> Monstrous. 
They're not very good at it, but they're they're trying very hard for you. I know. She's giving them the stupid little handkerchiefs to juggle. Yeah, because that while they have hands that can grip, I mean, Dilly's the Dilly doll's dagger is sort of like in one of his grips yeah. automatically. But the rest of them, like they have like fingers they can grip with, but they're very short and stubby. They're just like they look like mutated cabbage patch doll hands. Oh, those creepy little nubbums. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, Chacha is not disgusted by them like Alex is. Yeah, I mean, but so that they can help, they can sort of juggle. It's just that they can't grip things on the fly very well. Yeah. But they're they're trying very hard for you. They they. They definitely seem focused on making Cha-Cha happy. It's adorable and just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's happening while Dilly's sleeping. He's going to wake up to a horror show. And are you guys sleeping in the live? No, you went back to the workshop. So are you sleeping in the workshop? Is that where you're sleeping? I think so. I think it's the best. It's really the only safe room. Dispensable location? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You guys sleep through the night, or rather Dilly sleeps through the night. You know, Dilly, you wake up after 10 hours. You've done all your those recovery rolls. Cha-Cha is still, like, playing games with the other dolls <laughs> in the room, which you're actually, as you're watching them kind of, like, try and occasionally, like, fall down and then pick themselves back up again, you're kind of realizing, like, you're not exactly sure how you managed to sleep through that noise, but you did. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm also doing my one action in 10-minute recovery rolls because I'm real low. Mm-hmm. I rolled like shit. Ugh. All right. Dilly brushes himself off the brushes the insulation off of his cloak. Eats some breakfast. Mm. Chacha goes to sleep. Mm. What do the dolls do when Chacha goes to sleep? Oh, that's a good question. The Chacha doll goes over and hunkers down next to Chacha and just stares at her. <laughs> As she should. The Nyx doll goes over to a corner and starts doing squats. Okay, good, good. Um, the Dilly doll goes over to a corner and like even though he doesn't have anything to like grab you can tell he's like miming the crafting process like he's pretending to work on something even though he doesn't have the manual dexterity or anything to work on and the astro doll is it's now not moving but it's it's curled up now like almost like in a fetal ball okay okay everyone stays in their corner good good aster are you still can you hear me are you still Am I still breaking up? Are you still breaking up? I think uh, still. Yeah, still can't hear you. Okay. Still don't know where Nyx is. Uh, not really wanting to go too far off, too far out of the area with Chacha still sleeping. Dilly is going to start working on his project list. Okay. So this workshop that you're in has sort of, it's not a full fabrication unit. It's sort of more of a, it's got some things that can help you ease tasks and things like that, but it, it doesn't accelerate the speed unlike the other fabricators. Right. So what projects? I know I can't do stuff for Nyx at the moment since she's not here and I kind of need her leg. Right. Yeah. And I guess maybe the important stuff, Dilly's gonna start building the uh, Bodrov builder materials and components as well as a kind of cube of holding just to like have because I'm imagining almost like a semi-truck full of stuff for these builders so just like something to like put it all in so we don't have to also build a semi-truck yeah and I think Dilly as you're looking closer as you're you're thinking that through and you look at the builder core design is what they're called Mm -hmm. and you notice that kind of spatial displacement 
container is built into the design of the core. The core, when it's fully constructed, folds in on itself until it's supposed to unpack later. Dilly will do like quick mental math to see like what the weight would be if that also gets folded in on itself. It does, but it gets displaced. So the mass doesn't increase. When the mass doesn't stay the same, it actually lightens. It's designed for easy transport. Huh. And you notice that that is a late addition to the plans. So maybe it wasn't part of the original Builder Core plans. It was a revision that Wrights came up with later. And you recognize a maker's mark near that part of the design. And it's Aestus. You sneaky son of a bitch. Huh. You told me you didn't do pure robotics, you motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that'll be Dilly's first task. Don't know how long it'll take. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can work on that for 10 hours. Lovely. You don't have all the stuff you need yet, so it's the kind of thing that, like, each core will probably take you, without a fabricator directly, each unit would probably take you, like, a week of work to fully complete. Mm. If you had it, the fabricators could probably reduce that down to maybe a day per unit once you knew everything you needed and kind of got a system down for it. Yeah, okay. But you could still make progress on this one. That's totally fine, because you still need to figure out kind of what you need and what you're going to be doing later. Yeah, I guess Dilly, since he doesn't want to leave the workshop, is going to do all that and also set things up so that once Cha-Cha is awake, things can happen as quickly as they physically can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. So, 10 hours pass. You don't have to roll any crafting rolls or anything like that, because for like the stage of what you're doing right now, it's not... There will be points in this process later on where you probably will have to roll, but at least at this early stage of the project, all your other stuff that you've got makes it a gimme for you. Dope. All right. And Cha-Cha, you wake up and you see doll Cha-Cha just sitting there staring at you. Hi, doll Cha-Cha. How are you doing? I love you. Thank you. I love you too. As Cha-Cha stirs, all the other dolls start stopping what they're doing and kind of wand over and wait for her. No. What you doing, Dilly? Probably just getting stuff set up, because I need to go to the fabricator rooms to finish this part. I need... God, I don't even know which room this is going to be built in. Hope it's not that uh, one with the dead body with uh, the other guy. What was his name? Zim, Zim Granick. Hope it's not that guy. But yeah, mostly just all busy work at this point. How are you? I see your doll didn't start tunneling into you. That's great. Were you expecting it yes, to? Yes, I actually was. That's a weird expectation. Well, I, did I tell you? I thought I told you that I saw old you, and old you was being piloted by old doll you. Was I dead? It's uh, a weird hesitation. I hit you were lifelike. That's the best I could say. Fair. I mean, if I was already dead, I don't really do what you need to. Yeah. All right. Is that not the agreement we all had? Do we have an agreement? This is probably a good cool thing to know. Saying. I don't remember I don't remember an agreement. But uh, regardless, are you ready to try to find uh Nyx in this? Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Fuck, how do we do it? Uh, um, do we just like knock on the doors or do we send young I mean doll Nyx to find Nyx? That might be something. Because the dolls are kind of connected, because Aster doll is kind of inert-ish at the moment, because I can't. Real Aster is still, like, not really connecting. He's not really coming through, so maybe we could use Dolnix to at least point us in the right direction. Yeah. So. Dolnix, can you kind of find Nix? So Dolnix kind of 
looks both ways, extends her iron nail fangs for a second, and then lifts up her little dull arms as if she's like pretend flexing, like showing you the gun show. Oh, yeah. Except they're wooden, so there's no actual flexing happening. And then she starts running off out of the room and down the corridor. Oh, shit. Chacha follows. Dilly is also going to grab whatever plans that he's made and is going to, while we're traveling, see if he can, like, two birds with one stone, find Nyx and also hit whatever fabricator rooms he needs for the builders, just to mm-hmm. save time. The Nyx doll is running towards a fabricator room. Dope. How that dope? Yeah. I imagine Dilly just has, like, a bunch of scrolls, very, um, what's his face from Atlantis, the Disney Atlantis. Milo. Milo. Bunch of scrolls and objects and stuff. Yep. So yeah, Dolnix runs into this fabrication room and it's it's like a workshop, but with definitely like, it's more obvious where all these automated arms are. Like Cha-Cha, like the one that you were in before was more like woodworking themed. So it was sort of skinned to look that way. Mm-hmm. So even all the mechanized arms looked very sort of old fashioned in the tooling. These are, it's the difference between looking at bars that have like a wrench on the end of them or like pliers to looking at like a like one of those like terminator endoskeletons like one of those hands the difference in complexity on these manipulator arms that sort of hang from the ceiling the nixdal runs in and points at one corner and then stomps her foot as if frustrated okay cha-cha you want to investigate the corner while i do some stuff Get these fabricators going. Also, maybe don't stand over here. This might be where things come come down. Oh, okay. I'll just corner. Yeah. Corner investigation. There are the hints of leftover void energy in that corner from the void storms. Tasha's going to use her newfound vision powers to channel that. I have special eyes. <clears throat> when you're channeling to just that frequency, you can notice that that energy... In most cases, it's distant, but you can see it in almost every direction around the foundry. Hmm. But it's distant. It's like it's not right there. It's like you're looking at something through like a haze. And the difference is, is that this leftover void energy is like it's a little bit stronger. Like maybe there was some there. And what you're seeing is it's being faded off into the background. Hmm. Dilly, as you're approaching the fabrication controls and that thing, you notice there's like all these like piles of equipment and things like that. And as you approach the counter, you hear this hacking cough. (laughs) And part of the equipment pile moves. And you see, you think, somebody human there, except like all the parts are jammed through their body, almost like they somehow impaled themselves in multiple spots against this wall. And when they lift their head... Their face is all sunken, but you can see that their lips are like murmuring, almost like calculations. And then these eyes open, and they're sort of brown eyes, but the sclera are stained slightly yellow. Oh, fuck. And they, they look at you, and they look at what you're carrying, and they say, Ah, fellow engineer. Hello. And that's where we'll end this episode. Ah! Ah. <laughs> Suck uh, it. Okay. Alex, something about this episode. I like how well Dilly and Hacha work together. Like, we got stuff <laughs> done, and we figured some stuff out. We had a problem, solved it. And we solved it. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we found a problem to give somebody else. 
Yeah, that's true. It's an option. Hopefully that works. Mm-hmm. I raise this two liter of soda to you. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer our listeners an XP to check out Andor. Mm. It is the new Star Wars show. And to anybody who heard about Andor and was just like, I don't want, I don't want Bubba Fett or Kenobi to happen again. I'm fucking sick of the Star Wars shows on Disney Plus. Fair. Bubba Fett and Kenobi. And honestly, Mando's getting a little stale too. I totally get that the Star Wars shows have not been up to stuff. Andor is absolutely worth your time, especially if you don't like Star Wars in general. This is one of those shows that's like almost better if you're not a fan of the wider property. So what Andor is Mm. about is about the radicalization of Cassian Andor. He was kind of that uh, male co-star figure in uh, Rogue One. Mm. And you're basically seeing like how he became, how he went from being like kind of a mercenary thief criminal to a radicalized rebel, how he got drawn into rebellion. And what I absolutely love about this is that it puts in the work to really like one and make you hate the empire and two, like you see Cassian's journey get drawn in. Cause he's not like from episode two, like just drawn in willy nilly. He gets like these opportunities to join again and again. And each time he like breaks him down, like a little bit more, a little bit more. Oh man. It's, I don't want to spoil too much, but I will say at least the first three episodes are a little slow, but once you see like the rest of the episodes, it's building a lot of foundation in those first three episodes that don't pay off until like the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. What else can I say about it? This show, the showrunner is the same guy who did Michael Clayton and Nightcrawler. So, and if you ever saw those two movies, those are like, Oh yeah. Those are kind kind. I, I saw Nightcrawler. That was wild. Yeah, those are some heavy movies. So it's, it's really cool that this guy got Star Wars. You didn't even see Stormtroopers or even hear the mention of Stormtroopers until like episode four or five. And at that point, when they're mentioned for the first time in a while, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, there hasn't been Star Wars anything. Mm-hmm. This is a show about rebellion and empire and fascism that happens to take place in the Star Wars universe rather than a Star Wars story about rebellion and fascism and empire mm, so that's cool yeah if you like star wars then you know it's a good show if you don't like star wars and have just been burnt out on the disney plus shows this one is worth your time absolutely so yeah check out andor i believe there's going to be a season two but the first season is incredible so yeah check out andor it's good it's real good it's what rogue one should have been okay mm. <laughs> very cool well if people wanted to tell us what they think about andor or our podcast how would they do that, Samson? Well, we have a website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll find all our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.camp. But honestly, the best place to find us is our Discord, especially since Twitter is no longer functioning. It's not really the go-to central hub as social media is like it used to be for uh, creators. So... Please come to our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord, and talk about plants, animals, movies, video games, tabletop. It's just a good place to be. It's nice. It's nice there. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to support us. Or use our Dicephilia code with dice and get 10% off your order when you type in explorerswanted at checkout. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you can do, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Call somebody right now. 
I don't care if you're listening in the middle of the night. <laughs> Call somebody Do right now, wake them up, and tell them that your relationship is over until <laughs> they give Explorers Wanted a good chance. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, Mom? Be emotionally abusive for <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can't do that or, you know, don't, don't actually be mean to your friends. Second best thing you could do for us is to write us a five-star review on a podcast directory, specifically like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, especially like the five stars are awesome. We love as many of those as we can get, but those written reviews are the things that really make the big difference. Because when people are looking for podcasts to try out, they look at those reviews and that has a big influence on what people look at or listen to. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, they say it's always darkest before the dawn. And of course, that's true. But when it's darkest is also when they come, when they come from I know not where. They slide through the shadows, scraping their claws and teeth against the stone, looking for their prey. They slip between cracks in doors, their bodies distending like stretched taffy the color of diseased blood. They're so very hungry. Often, the sun banishes them before they can feed. But tonight will be different. You see, after they stretch out into the shadows of your bedroom tonight, they know, and you will too, the dawn is never going to come. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon at Daniel at Anderlich.org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I'm in this outro and I don't like it. I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. Well, I found the movie. It's called Dead Silence. Give it a try. It's very interesting, especially if you think about the big picture of it all. I'm still hanging on to Twitter because they just keep throwing more trash on that fire with <laughs> Realty Unicorn. And I'm doing more on Twitch currently in the month of December. I'm not going to say otherwise at, with <laughs> Tea with a Unicorn. I'm unpredictable. <laughs> All right. That's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye. bye.